It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You found the Love Ladies here on 101.1 FM, 1120 AM, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas, Christian Talk. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. It is almost the new year, and I am in studio, of course, with my amazing co-host, Kathy Indebrock and Marlene McMichael. I, we are so grateful that you've chosen to spend today with us as we look forward to the new year. Maybe you're still um, having Christmas celebrations and you're still in the midst of that, or you might be resting today, <laughs> just <laughs> looking forward uh, to this new year on Monday. Uh, wherever you are, we are glad that you are here with us. Hello, Kathy. How are you doing on this glorious day? Wonderful. And, and you know, I am looking forward to the new year to see what God does. It's, it's so funny. Sometimes when we are looking into the new year, we have no idea what challenges or, you know, new things might be in that new year. And we realize that there are going to be some things that are new things that are shiny and bright and wonderful and exciting. And there's going to be some new things that are maybe unwanted new things. And so looking ahead to this new year, you know, there's a couple things that um, I know that I'm going to have to be stepping into that are going to be wonderful and brilliant and beautiful and exciting um, as our uh, middle daughter is going to be graduating this year and entering into a new job. And our oldest daughter is starting a new job with American Vanguard. And like these babies are growing up and doing so well. Um, but then there's going to be some challenges that I'm not looking forward to walking through. And I know it's going to be challenging walking through. But here's the thing that I'm finding. And, you know, I just it started at the very beginning of this series that I, I, you know, I know that I can go to God and get in his word and, and not just get encouragement for today, but get direction for today. But that has gone up a whole new level with me. It's like, okay, when you say yes to God, like you better stick close to him, buddy, because he's going to take you through some things you can only get through with him. And that has been like a, a that's kind of been just a, a, a discovery for me over this Christmas and through this series and as I look ahead into this coming year that um, I'm going to stick really close to the Lord this year doing a lot of Bible study a lot of journaling spending a lot of time in prayer and uh, knowing that he's he's in it for the challenges ahead absolutely and Marlene you have had uh, your first year under your belt of love talk as well as um a year of being in retirement. So, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's been a little more than that. But it has been. Yeah, a year and a half or so. But yeah. at the same time, I still feel like I'm in that transition stage. Sure. Um, retirement, number one, wasn't easy because I lived work, um, I mean, 17-hour days. It was like that was it. And mm -hmm. so – and it's not that I feel like I've slowed down a lot because I haven't. It's just, it's not routine. And so yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a search for what's next, God. And that's very important to me because I felt like in retirement that the, the one word that the Lord gave me is, now it's time to pursue my things. 
And so what what is that? What does that look like? And am I even ready for it? So um, and and so what Kathy was talking about uh, of really delving into God and having him close to you is really a truth. I mean, write it in the Bible. It's true. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. in order to walk this life, you have to have him not just by your side, but within you in a way that is very different um, and very real. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. You know, this this series, the secular, the sacred and the simple. Holy cow. It has really been eye opening. I, I. I learn so much every time we put a program together and just uh, from you ladies who are so wise and well-versed and uh, y'all, y'all teach me so much, but just also in addition to that, getting into the scripture and searching for answers and really diving in and you know, our God is so intentional. He's so Mm -hmm. intentional. He doesn't flail around in the wind. He is intentional. And he has a plan for us, and that is the that is just so abundantly clear. Um, you know, we looked back in this five weeks. Um, we went back to an old program with our good friend Nikki Lawrence about embracing joy and shaky yes. Um, then we discussed a girl and a boy say yes to God. Mary and Joseph saying yes to God. Uh, God's GPS plan, a simple location and a single star uh last week a wonderful program about sacred promises about the savior of the world looking at all uh, not all looking at a few just a few (laughs) of the prophecies because all would be crazy you know it's like 300 scriptures but um looking at a few of the prophecies that um speak directly to Jesus' birth and how those were fulfilled mm-hmm. um with the coming of our Lord as a baby in a manger, um, down to the specific place and the lineage and all the things, every single detail, because God has a plan. Yeah. Um and today our response to that simple sacred plan. Heaven's birth on earth. What is our reflection as we dive into this and we look at um, just the way different people responded, and then we want to reflect on our year and what we've learned and what we can see from um, these scriptures. So, ladies, uh, Marlene, can you take us through our key verses for today? Absolutely. First one is Matthew 2, verse 10, and it says, When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And that they happens to be the wise men or the magi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And verse the second verse is Luke two, nineteen. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Can you mm-hmm. imagine that? I mean, she's got all these people coming to her, giving her gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh and angels in the heavens, and and the shock of being told she's got. A baby in her womb where she never was with a man where, you know, who is this child? Mm-hmm. I'd be pondering in my heart. You know, those verses are so comforting to me because they show the joy surrounding Jesus's birth, right? Mm-hmm. These, these magi, they were overjoyed. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it uses a strong word. They're overjoyed, right? Yeah. And how Mary treasured 
all of these things and pondered them in her heart. And uh, that speaks to us in this season. I, I, I don't think that it's hokey. I don't think that it's trite at the end of the year to look back and reflect on the year that has passed. In fact, mm-hmm. I think it is healthy. I think it is good. I think it allows us to maybe realign or to go, okay, I need a little bit of a direction here. I need a small change here. Or I love what I did this past year in this area of my life. And I want to continue that. Mm-hmm. So um, I, th- I think that's healthy. I, I I think it's good. And I think we should all do it. I, I know I've sa- I think I said this last year at this time of year, but I always thought it was a little bit, mm, I don't know, strange to do a vision board. I never saw the um, the benefit of it yeah. until I did one myself. <laughs> and, um, you know, we went to the library here, the local library, and just uh, they let you take magazines. You can just take them. You don't have to bring them back. You don't have to check them out. So we took a bunch of different magazines, and then we made vision boards. And um, I want to do that again this year because I'll have my kids here for just a short amount of time. But it really helped to narrow down the vision for the year and to focus on some things that um, were really important to us. And so um, I, I would encourage that. I would encourage that you sit down and just really look ahead, look back to look ahead. Um, so, yeah, su- super fun. Have you guys ever done that? Have you all ever done a vision board? I have never done a vision board. I generally write down in my journal like hopes for the year because, I mean, I know that whatever we focus on, that's generally what we walk towards. I mean, and I've even had this problem, you know, in a car when I'm driving a car and I start to look at the scenery too long, I start to turn my car towards what I'm looking at. And so I, I, I can just see in the way that God has created us that whatever we set our eyes to, that is that that's kind of what we 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 move towards. We go that direction with our thoughts. Our feet go that direction. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I have never done a vision board, but um, I don't know. You really have intrigued me so many times with this with this thought. <laughs> I may need to just get down and get one done. You should. You should, Marlene. I'm sure you had vision planning meetings uh, many times throughout your professional career in many different capacities. Um, and those meetings were vital to the success of your team, I'm sure, as the year progressed. Yes. The one in particular that I remember, I, I did it with staff multiple times, but I uh, got – I headed a caucus within the state legislature for the listeners to know. And I took those legislators to a re- on a retreat. Nice. <laughs> Very bold for, for a young staffer to, to organize that. But we did, um, you know, like – what are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? Where do we want to go? What are our goals? And in my mind, that's sort of a vision board. Sure. Um, but uh, it was very, very productive. And and to lead, and of course, at that time, everybody was, well, I would say predominantly men in the legislature. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for a single female staffer to do that, it was it was pretty interesting. It was fun. But for myself, I've never done a vision board. What I do is because the Lord will put things in my mind. And when he does that more than one time and I haven't acted on it, I then begin to write a list. These are my priorities. And so that's 
that's, I guess, sort of my vision board. It, yeah, it, no. It doesn't say what the outcome is. I just know I got to do the next step. And uh, so we go there. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Well, um, okay, friends. So the first thing that we're going to look at today, and I'm going to pique your interest right here before the break, is the angels and the shepherds. Let me read these verses to you from Luke 2, verses 8 through 15, and then verse 20. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. I can imagine I would be too if the radiance of the Lord's glory was surrounding. Um, they were terrified. But the angel assured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, well, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And then in verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Ladies, this is amazing. An angel appears and then the the glory of the Lord shines around them. And then a host of, I'm sorry, it says a vast host of others and the armies of heaven. Wow. To that see is- that would be frightening. I mean, it would. It would. I, I can remember when we, I think it was an eclipse that we had this year. Yes. And I had forgotten about it. And I was walking around the house that evening and I'm going, or even it was during the day. Yeah. yeah. I kept going. Why is it? Why is the light like that? Why is it such a strange sensation? And to see the armies of the heavens would be, I mean, it would be breathtaking. I I think you would just be dumb. Well, Well, so we're going to talk about our response to heaven's birth on earth. We're going to look at the angels and shepherds. We're going to look at the wise men. We're going to look at the parents. And the rulers and friends, what we want to ask you is what is your response to heaven's birth on earth? What difference will it make as you move forward into 2024? Stay with us, friends. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors and be back with you more Love Talk. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. 
So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future. And we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You're here with Coach Carrie Brinkater, Kathy Indebrock, and Marlene McMichael. Uh, so grateful for these ladies, friends. Um, as I reflect on this year, I could not be more grateful for my friends, Marlene and Kathy. Um, they're just not only amazing women, but they love the Lord. And um, I, I think that if you've listened to this program for any length of time, you know that we each bring a unique perspective. And we love discussing our perspectives. Um, and I love how wise they are and how much they te- have taught me this year as we've embarked on this amazing season together and I just couldn't be more grateful. Um, as we talk about these angels and these shepherds, ladies, um, we see all these glorious adjectives that are used um, to describe how the angels appear, you know, suddenly an angel appears, the radiance, uh, I guess these are adjectives too, um, terrified, uh, but the angel reassured them, I bring you good news. I mean, it's just filled with these positive affirmations. But what really strikes me, y'all, is that the, that the armies of heaven appear and the shepherds then Okay, so the so the angel goes away, the armies of, of heavens go away, and then the shepherds they look at each other. It'd be like the three of us looking at each other and going, Okay, um, I guess we should go now. Let's go. Let's go. Hop in the car. Yeah. And so they just kind of dropped what they were doing and they headed out. You know, through the hustle and bustle of these holidays, I want us to remember to worship the one that we are celebrating, that that's not to be an aside or an afterthought. It is to be at the forefront of our brains. We are to drop what we are doing. We are to worship him, that God delights when we worship him. We're to worship with our words as the shepherds did, as the angels did, with our actions. The shepherds said, hey, let's go. And with our thoughts to sing carols loudly, or to whisper them in our heart to to just worship him and not make and to put that at the forefront of our brains. So ladies, the shepherds sought the king as soon as they learned 
of his birth. They sought him. Okay, so this is what I want to say. Okay. Coach Carrie, Marlene, if, if the three of us were the shepherds in the field and that angel, the angels had just come, the one of us who would say, okay, let's go check it out, Coach Carrie, that would be you. Yes. I, I, I know <laughs> that I would be sitting there just thinking, what, let me just think about what just happened. What just happened? Did that really happen? Did that really truly happen? Or have I just not had enough sleep? And I think that really, I mean, like, I would be so mesmerized. And so I just, I so value you because I see that you're like, okay, let's get up. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. And I think so many times I want to just be able to step in and say, all right, I'm just going to be that let's go do it person. I'm going to, if God says it, I'm just going to go do it because I know that I tend to be like, can I just think about this for a while? God, can I just like, can you re re reaffirm this for me? And um, I love seeing the shepherds and I, you know, I, I think that I don't know which of the ones of the shepherds were the first one to say, let's go check this out. But um, I imagine that, you know, he had a coach's heart, uh, just an enjoy heart like you. Oh, well, maybe there was a there. Maybe there was a uh, a loud, spontaneous shepherd there as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that was. Yeah, I, I can see that parallel um, as soon as the thank you, Kathy. It's very kind. As soon as these shepherds learned of Jesus's birth, they left. Um, so I want us to be reflective about our year and it's been a crazy year for all of us. You know, I think we can, we can say that, um, it, you know, new things have popped up, but, but what, what are some takeaways from this year? What have we learned? Um, Marlene, I think I'll, we'll start with you. Like, what have you learned this year that you want to take forward into 24 with you? Well, as you mentioned earlier, I'm retired. It doesn't seem like it yet, but I'm tired. <laughs> and so, um, and I've walked with the Lord for a long time. Yeah. Um, I met the Lord in in college, my first year of college, and um, and yet loved Him. And th- those are two different things. I loved Him before I, when I was just a kid. Um, I always wanted to be close to the Lord, but I had to know how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that mm-hmm. happened in college, but. So I, I've walked a long time, but what I'm finding as I walk through retirement and trying to find the purpose he has for me at this stage in life is that God is deeper than I ever imagined. He is, there is no, he's infinity when it comes to who he is and what he does and how he loves and, and the, the, the more you dig into him and be with him, the deeper you go, but the more amazing it is. And, mm. and in some cases, like the, the, the host of heaven, scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and yet God's peace is always there. So um, my, I guess the thing that, my, that I've learned is that prayer is, is more important than ever. Mm-hmm. That um, kindness matters, yeah. and and that many times the way that you extend the Lord to others is simply by a smile, yeah, right by the light in your eyes. Uh, and I believe that our history, our roots, 
are very um, mm -hmm. pivotal in who we are. And, um, you know, the lineage that's all detailed in the body meant something. Names mean something. You know, I had uh, a friend who's much more involved in prayer than I am walk the square with me. Uh, and I said, okay, what do I need to learn here to know about how to pray for Georgetown, which is where I live? And so she says, look at this building. Who built it? What was his background? Look at this name. Where does that come from? And what, you know, what was, mm -hmm. you know, that. And and that tells you the roots of, of the, the community mm -hmm. that you live in and, and, and maybe how to pray for it. Mm -hmm. And so there's just so, you can just keep going deeper and deeper. And I, mm -hmm. I'm grateful and uh, a little bit hesitant, uh, and yet I keep telling the Lord, I want to be your girl. I want to uh, be your plus girl. Remember that one? <laughs> uh, uh, I will tell you, Marlene McMichael, you are his girl. You are mm -hmm. his girl. Yeah. Wow. And you do have some amazing friends, uh, Marlene. I think I know that friend that you're talking about. And uh, I recently got to spend some time with her as well, and she is truly uh, one who seeks the Lord in prayer and what a, what an awesome friend she, mm -hmm. she is. Um, okay. So I, you know, friends, I, I encourage you to just pause for a second and think about what you've learned this mm -hmm. year. What has God taught you? What is God still trying to teach you? What are you wanting to, to take? Uh, maybe you learned a hard lesson this year, Oof, you know, um, because we have all sinned and fallen short of, short of the glory of God um, every single day. So maybe maybe you learned a hard lesson this year, and uh, you want to take the lesson learned into 2024 and for the rest of your life so that you never make that mistake again. And that's, that's growth. That's mm -hmm. growth. Um, you know, there's so many times the Lord has showed me this year um, okay, Carrie, that's an, that's an area where you have room for growth. <laughs> that's a, that's a kind way to say, uh, wow, that's a big gaping hole right there. Um, so the kind way to say it is, wow, you have a, you have room for growth in that area of your life. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's important to recognize those areas, but uh, to learn from them. And I love that the shepherds immediately took action. When they learned what the Lord wanted from them, they immediately took action. So keep that in mind as you process through what you've learned this year. All right. Well, Kathy, you want to take us through the wise men? Yes, I, I love the wise men. You know, they, we, we've shared a number of times that they're also called magi, but, you know, the wise men from the east. <clears throat> Sorry. And so we're looking at this verse in Matthew um, chapter two, and we're going to look at verses one and two and nine and ten just to, to see the, the response uh, of the wise men to heaven's birth on earth. And it says this, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him after they heard. And so then they get their response and then we pick up in verse nine. After they had heard the king, that was King Herod, they went on their way. 
And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And then, ladies, we know um, just from our own reading that then the wise men brought these three incredible gifts and these three gifts were very prophetic in themselves for the purpose that they would fulfill um, in the life of Christ. But they brought these good, beautiful, expensive gifts to to the king. And and here's the thing. They had not only brought gifts, but they traveled a really, really, really long way. Mm-hmm. And not only did they travel a really, really, really long way they really didn't know exactly where they were going when they set off. And so they, they had recognition of this, of this um, incredible birth on earth of the king of the Jews. And they went to worship to bring gifts and they were overjoyed um, through this journey. And, you know, I just want to remind us that, you know, sometimes it is a journey and we bring the gifts that we have um, on this journey. But those gifts we don't bring for men, we we bring um, to Christ for him to use and for his kingdom and for his purposes. And I think so many times, you know, we can see the resources that we have as ours um, rather than these incredible gifts that, that God has given us to be able to give back to him. It, it's so true. And we're to be cheerful givers, yes. right, um, of our time, our talents, um, our resources. And, um, you know, I, I think for me what, what I've learned from this is that God gives us time. Right. Mm-hmm. Each of us has 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. It's up to us to determine how we use that 24 hours. Yes. And I guess, you know, we became empty nesters this year. And um, I thought I was just going to have all this free time. You know, <laughs> I was that I was going to have um, some extra time. Well, um, God has a way of filling that up um, in unexpected ways. And for me this year, you know, looking at the wise men and how they were overjoyed and they were determined to find him and honor him. Um, what does that mean for me? What do I want to keep doing that God revealed to me this year? And for me, it's to be intentional with my time. Mm. Um, and I want to continue to do that. Um, I, I'm, I've been very intentional with several friends that, um, are really walking through a rough time. And, uh, I'm so grateful that God has allowed me to be able to structure my time to be intentional with those friends. Um, and I'm, I really am grateful for that time. It's hard. Um, it's, um, it's very hard emotionally, uh, physically, but I'm so grateful that the Lord has allowed me to have that time and to be intentional with them. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I've really, I guess, reflected on this year is that everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has one and God wants us to use our story 
to bless others. He really does. Amen. No matter how benign that story is, no matter how hard that story is, he wants us to use it to glorify him. And we're not to keep that story secret. I think God will reveal to us the time that we're supposed to share that story. Mm-hmm. And it may not be public. You know, you may not share it with a thousand people, right? <laughs> but you may have an opportunity to share it with one person. Yeah. And if God prompts you to share that story, listen, listen, listen to that story and listen to that prompting and, sh- and, and share that story. Um, so, yeah, I, I think for me, just being being intentional, I, I want to continue to build on that in 2024 and just to be able to, to use my time in a way that glorifies the Lord. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kath? You know, I have I, one of our family values is healthy relationships. You know, we we those we we invest in healthy relationships and now i mean that doesn't mean that we're not you know we we minister and, and we understand brokenness and um and when we when we kind of engage in the lives of others we know that it's always messy and but one of the mm-hmm. things that our family always pursues is healthy relationships within our family healthy relationships within those we bring to our family, even if you've had trauma in your past or whatever past you you come from, we will cultivate and grow healthy relationships. And so that has translated for me really learning this year specifically how to love well. What does that love look like? And also seeing what healthy parental love looks like. And, you know, I think of this verse, you know, Freely you have been given, so freely you should give. And, um, you know, I see and and I have seen just some um, just brokenness within individuals past that lead to brokenness in their parenting where they want to control and they want to coerce, even when it means causing trauma to a child. And mm. and they want to attach strings to every blessing that they give. And they don't show that true unconditional love of the father that loves us no matter what, that, that says, hey, you know, this is the way I want you to walk in it. I will continue to love you wholeheartedly with my resources, uh, you know, with everything that I give to you as a son or daughter, that that I will not withhold the good things. And and I think that, you know, this unhealthy parenting where you attach strings to every little thing that you give, it has a tendency to create puppets of your children who really don't know how to make their own choices, who really don't know how to love well. And so for me, I've just I've I've seen some of this happen and I've just really pressed into, okay, Lord, where in my own parenting do I need to bless with my resources and give a word of encouragement with that and reward um, good choices? But, you know, instead of withholding love and resources until I get what I want and then giving that to the child and. So it has been a huge growth for me uh, this year in just trying to love well, uh, 
um, knowing when to keep my mouth closed, knowing when to speak, and really growing as a parent in parental love. And I, so much so, I would love to do a, a parenting series in the new year on Love Talk. But um, oh. anyway, it, it has been, a, and so that's what I want to continue do, doing is really learning sound, healthy love for one another and, and, and what per, healthy parental love looks like. Well, it's a perfect segue into um, parents, Mary and Joseph. Um, what did the parents, Mary and Joseph, do? The scripture says that they were filled with wonder, joy. They pondered things in their hearts. I mean, we, we read this earlier, Luke 2:19. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in their heart. Uh, Marlene, I think about this year for you and your birthday party. Your brothers uh, threw you a yes. surprise birthday party, and I know I I had not met your brothers um, before that party, but the way they loved you is so beautiful, and I know you treasure, as the scripture says about Mary, I think it's the same thing for you. You treasure that relationship mm -hmm. with your brothers. Um, so I can only imagine how you're treasuring um, all of those things about that birthday party um, and pondering them in your heart as well. Yes. It, it, <laughs> it was, number one, it was a total shock and surprise. I mean, I think that was my older brother's biggest concern is that I'd figure it out. And actually, one of my sister-in-law's, in a, because we're all on different text streams, and um, she texted that she had just ordered the cake and the cupcakes, and she thought she had blown the surprise because it was a stream that I happened to be on. And I thought, why do we need cake and cupcakes? And then I just dismissed it and didn't say anything about it, and it didn't it didn't make the light dawn up in my head. <laughs> so I was totally surprised. And and yes, that is one thing that I have been extremely in, intentional about um, in retirement is nurturing the family relationships mm -hmm. and even to the cousins and to the nieces and nephews. I just got to babysit my great niece again. So that was and I actually had to put her to sleep. I was terrified. <laughs> I mean, it has been decades since I've changed a diaper, and I'm sure I didn't get it on right. But, um, but it's important. It's important. And and I loved what you talked about earlier about being intentional. And uh, but my you know my brothers and I haven't always been as close as we are now. Okay. But right now, it's everything. I mean, it is, uh, and I love the way my brothers love the Lord. They're different. Uh, you know, my younger brother is feisty and all about uh, making things right, and it shouldn't be that way, so it should be this way. And my older brother is, and he's in, he's retired, uh, a brilliant uh, chemical engineer, I mean, world-known, um, and he spends his time going and helping people with steps that are broken or house repairs mm -hmm. for free. And he will cross the country to go help a friend. And mm -hmm. I've known that about him most of his life. Um, mm -hmm. I remember when I had a broken relationship and he, he drove across country to come be with me. 
And um, so he is amazing all by himself. um, But that is a treasure. Yes. Mm. That that birthday party was a treasure because I was totally unaware. Well, another thing that you have done this year, Marlene, is you've not only been intentional with your brothers and your cousins, but you also were intentional about going and seeing a, a great aunt, I believe, that um, you knew was probably didn't have long on this earth, and um, you were able to go see her one last time before she did end up passing just several months after you got it. That's right. And that was very special. She literally, when she saw us, cried. Um, and uh, so that was extremely special. But um, And we couldn't make the funeral. I, I, I had was just out of surgery, so I couldn't go. But even at that, the funeral was like two days after she passed. So nobody wow. from the family got to do that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we, all, we do get together for other things. So it's, um, it was special. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, friends, you know, we're, we're, gosh, this, this series is just so amazing. I hope that it has, um, allowed you to ponder and reflect a little bit, you know, our response to that simple sacred moment, heaven's birth on earth. We've, we've, uh, looked at the angels and the shepherds, uh, the wise men, uh, the parents, you know, Mary mm-hmm. and Joseph. Um, and when we return to Love Talk, we're going to look at the rulers. And, you know, we've reflected here on some positive things in our lives. Uh, you know, things we want to continue in 2024, things that were good, things that we learned. Um, when we talk about the rulers, uh, the rulers were not necessarily good people. Um, and so we have to look at the hard questions. As we reflect on the rulers, uh, did we find ourselves doing something this year that we want to stop doing Um, and really reflect on the hard things of this year moving forward? How do we want to take intentional steps to move toward the Lord in positive ways? So we'll get into that when we return to Love Talk. Um, I hope that piques your interest. We're so grateful that you're with us when we return to Heaven's Birth on Earth with the Love Ladies right after this. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. 
Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin, today's Central Texas Christian Talk. Welcome to uh, just this conversation that we are talking about heaven's birth on earth. And looking back on 2023, as we look ahead to 2024, friends, we've just kind of these first two segments, we're in our last segment, these first two segments, we have looked through the different responses um, that we see in this, in, in the biblical account of Christ's birth, we look at the different responses to heaven's birth on earth. And we have looked at the shepherds. We have looked at the angels, the wise men. We've looked at the parents. And now we're looking mm-hmm. at the rulers. And we're applying each of these principles to our own life and what we have been doing, what our response has been, and what our response will be moving forward. And so, Coach Carey, you, you, the response of the rulers, we basically um, see this in Matthew chapter 2, where we're, we're, we're seeing this, this account. We see the account of, of Jesus' birth on earth in uh, both books of Matthew as well as Luke, both in chapter 2. And we read in chapter 2 the account of Herod, who basically had given himself the title of the king of the Jews, and we see his um, his engagement or his encounter with the wise men or the magi who come to Jer- Jerusalem shortly after Jesus was born and ask the question, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We have mm-hmm. seen his star in the, in the sky in the east, and we've come to worship him. And um, basically what, what Herod did was he first he lied. And he told the Magi, oh, would you go and find him and then come back and tell me where he is so I can go and worship him too. But what King Herod actually wanted to do was to kill the child. So the ruler, King Herod, he wanted to kill the threat. He wanted to Mm -hmm. kill this other king who would oppose him. He did not want anyone to stand against him. He wanted to be the one in charge. He wanted to be the ruler. He wanted to have the final say-so, and he was ready to take out anyone who would stand against his ability to fulfill his own selfish desires for the kingdom that he had established. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting that, you know, Herod was evil. He was an evil king, and he was ordering the death of every child in Bethlehem. I mean, it's like a two extreme. Every child in Bethlehem below the age of two. Um, and so the Magi... I don't know when they decided to not go back to Herod. I, I, you know, maybe they talked about it on the way. Maybe they, once they met Jesus, they were like, oh man, this is for real, the king of the Jews. And they said, oh, we can't go back. But an angel appeared and stepped in and saved the day and said to the Magi, whoa, hey, if you've been talking about this, you're right. Don't go back to Herod. And they listened and Matthew two twelve says, after having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another by another route. So the angels stepped in and saved the day. Maybe they had thought about it before. Maybe they knew that Herod was evil, but they were and they were waffling. But the angel came in and said, No, 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 don't go. And I find it interesting too that. It was, it was multiple wise men, and it says, and having been warned in a dream, they, ret- they returned to their country by another route. Did they all have the same dream? Did one have the dream and told all the others? It, it, regardless, they didn't go back to Herod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a fulfillment. So how can we look at this and kind of apply it to our lives today? Um, Kathy, Marlene, I'll throw this to you guys. Have you seen in your lives or in the life of a friend or you, have you had to be the person that stepped in, right? Right here, the angels have stepped in and said, don't go. Don't do that. I need you to pivot. I need you to, to, to do what I'm asking here. I need you to follow the Lord. Have you had to be that person that stepped in and really helped someone through something difficult or even called their attention to something that was going on in their lives that they knew that they needed to change or that you saw that was not honoring God? That's a, that's a loaded question. It's a hard question. You know, I think it, it is a hard question. I, I think that so many times it's easy, it's easy to see what we do need to do, but sometimes it's really hard to see what we need to stop doing yeah. because what we are doing becomes so comfortable and so known to us that we, we, we stop even questioning sometimes, is this right? Is this wrong? And mm-hmm. I think even sometimes actions that we have justified at what point, um, we just will never question again. I, you know, I think for me, Coach Carrie, it is this year for me has been helping somebody walk through in a healthy way and um, walking through some real difficulty when, you know, people have made lots of false accusations mm-hmm. and done a lot of false things and and being very, very hurtful and then just coming around and saying, well, you need to get over it, you know, yeah. no apology, no anything, just saying you need to get over it and trying to figure out, okay, how to respond in a way that is gracious and kind that would put a smile and a delight on God's heart. And then mm-hmm. also in these relationships, trying to decide is a healthy relationship, is a path towards a healthy relationship possible Yes or no. And so how do I love this person in the midst of that, um, even if I don't see a, 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 a future healthy relationship, but because they're dear to someone else, I will try and respond with love. And then also saying, okay, a relationship that I want to continue, that I want a healthy relationship with, 
at, you know, what needs to happen for me to know that that healthy relationship is possible and then just submitting it to God and saying, okay, God, I am going to trust you to block this or bless this. And if you block this, I will accept that even though it is heartaching and it will literally probably kill a little bit inside of me. I will trust you to heal that and and repair that, redeem it and restore it. And so for me, it's been just helping someone walk through something very, very difficult. Mm, Yeah, I think that's, you know, for Ashley and I, too, we've we've had some friends that have really um, gone through a rough time of some some really significant addiction issues and that have that have just wrecked a family and coming along beside and and helping uh, in in a small way pick up the pieces um, uh, yet hold uh, that person with the addiction accountable mm-hmm. um, and then come along beside the rest of the family y'all that's hard stuff that's tough man it's it's heart wrenching um, and so sometimes what we're asked to do is not easy. Yes. You know, um, sometimes something new means that it's bright and shiny and desirable, right? And that's what we always hope for, that our something new will be um, fun. But sometimes the something new that gets put in our lives is unexpected. It's mm-hmm. unwanted. It's hard. It's messy. It can bring sadness. Um, and that's when we have to press in even more to God's glory that he's given us, um, that he is the Prince of Peace. Um, he's the wonderful counselor, and he will give us the path um, when we decide to lean on him. So, friends, I'll just encourage you that whatever this new year brings, will you resolve to trust, follow, and abide in him? That is the question. Well, uh, as we wrap up there, our series um Our amazing Marlene has a fantastic daughter, and we kind of promoted this last week um, when we talked about, uh, you know, Marlene, uh, Cara, Marlene's daughter, um, works in the human trafficking uh, area to to eradicate this horrible uh, multi-billion dollar business. And there's a conference coming up, Marlene. Is Cara there with you right now? All right. Cara, Hey, Cara, tell us about this uh, conference that's coming up in January, the BCFS Trafficking. Um, we can, I, we know we can go to bcfstrafficking.org, but tell us about this. Uh, hi, ladies. Thank you so much for hi. letting me kind of give a little spiel on this. Uh, we are actually hosting our very first uh, – <laughs> thanks, Mom. <laughs> we are, she just shoved me close with the microphone. <laughs> mothers will always be mothers. Uh, we're hosting our very first human trafficking education and awareness fair during the month of January. It'll be on January 18th at the Boeing Center at Techport in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, you can actually go to our website and we'll have our registration page uh, live for that. It's complimentary registration for, for anyone to attend. But our, our goal in this is we're kind of taking advantage of a lot of the, the attention that has been raised through some recent movies and, and television shows on the issue of trafficking. And then obviously uh, human trafficking awareness month is also the month of January. So we're kind of combining those two to look at Hollywood versus reality. Uh, we will have a, a lived expert panel that will, that will kind of 
discuss through their own stories and their own experiences on the ground what that looks like in reality here in the United States. We'll have some elected officials who will also talk about how, how they're involved in the fight. And then we plan to finish out with a panel of business leaders and mentors within this community to say, all right, here's your opportunity to be the one to, to make a difference within your own community. Uh, here's what we're doing as businesses. Here's what we're doing as individuals. Uh, and then also have an opportunity to meet with up to about 40 of our other community partners so that we can say, look, you don't have to get involved with us. You had this networking happy hour, go go meet everybody else that's here, figure out what they're doing, see what, what really appeals to you and how you can get involved and engage with, with others that are actively in the fight. And uh, and, and so our, our aim is to educate and empower at the same time. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you, Cara. Uh, give us that website one more time. It is bcfstrafficking.org. bcfstrafficking.org. Friends, uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Cara. We appreciate that. We encourage you to go to that website. We are incredibly grateful for this year that you have been with us here on Love Talk. We hope that you are forging ahead and being reflective and looking forward to this new year and what God is going to do in your life, friends. We love you for my friends, Marlene McMichael and Kathy Enderbrock. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader. We'll see you in 2024.